Okay, hello everybody, I'm Kelly. Welcome to the day before Thanksgiving edition of Room 1 Coaching. Um, if you want to come on to get coached, raise the hand or type into the chat and I will change your name and pull you on. I just don't want to assume that anybody wants to come on. Um, so while I am waiting for that, I will talk about a couple of things that I'm going to talk about. First thing I want to talk about is what I got coached on <laughs> yesterday. So I, I met with a coach yesterday and talked about this interaction that I think went poorly. Um, and it kind of came down to me, my, my underlying thought was me feeling deficient. That's what was coming up, was me feeling deficient. And me resisting that thought, right? Like, oh, I've noticed I'm feeling deficient. I hate that. I don't want to feel deficient. How can I make that go away? How can I like work on myself to try to make my feeling of deficient go away? And my coach was awesome and helped me see that I was just resisting this thought that comes in, which tends to A, make it not go away. B, it can make it stronger. So those are some things that happen when we resist thoughts. Um, and she gave me this analogy that I loved and I want to share with you. She gave me this analogy of a thought is like somebody handing you an apple or like an apple landing in your hand, right? Of like, you get the apple and you eat it. You get the apple and you eat it. You get the thought of I'm deficient and you eat it, right? Like you buy it and you're like, oh, I am deficient. So I need to fix that. Or, and she's like, how about you just work on the apples in your hand and you don't have to eat it, right? Like you can't make the apple not be there. Somebody's putting it there, whether society put it there or your mom put it there or you just got it after living enough years on earth is the apples in your hand, you don't have to eat it, right? So I'm deficient, there it is, I can see it, I can challenge it, I can be like, oh, I have, I can find out many ways that that's not true, that I'm not deficient. Um, and I don't have to eat it. I don't have to be like, oh, I am deficient, so I need to work on it, or I need to get rid of this, or I need to resist it, or, you know, you can just work on seeing it for what it is. It's a thought that isn't serving me. It's not always true. How can it sometimes be true? Um, but it doesn't mean I'm unlovable 100% or unworthy or a bad person or whatever I'm making the thought of I am deficient mean, right? So you can put the thought of I am deficient is in the sea line almost of like, I have a thought that I'm deficient. And then what do you make it mean is then the thought about the thought, right? If you want to get super meta about this of like, the thought of I'm deficient makes me mean I'm a bad person, right? which then does its own thing. So you can actually take your thought that is, might be on repeat, right? Like one of those thoughts that's like, I'm not a good mom or uh, I'm not a good surgeon or whatever it might be, like a repeat thought. For me, it was I'm deficient. Make that actually the circumstance and then see what you think about it. So that was like my mind blowing Apple analogy coaching session yesterday, which was very, very, very helpful. Um, sometimes I think I don't have much to be coached on. There's always something to be coached on. Like there's something to be coached on even when things are like quote unquote going well. Um, that's when I get coached on things like asking my nanny to make prepared carrots for me in my refrigerator. <laughs> or why do I choose to drink soy caramel lattes every day at 1 p.m. 
Um, so there's always something that you can learn more about yourself. It's always more of an awareness. But that, for me, I was actually really struggling with an interaction I had had. So that thought of deficient kind of came up, and I was able to bring that to my coach and talk about it. So I wanted to share that with you guys, put it on our podcast, so that everybody here can think about being meta about the thoughts they think about their thoughts. <laughs> and then realize, like, these thoughts are what our brain does, right? Our brain just offers up stuff. And the other thing about that and, like, the apple, right, is the brain will offer up. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to use mine of, like, I'm deficient because I've bit that apple before, right? Like, the brain's like, ooh, she puts more energy there. That must be what she needs. Not that I'm, like, making the brain have a brain, but, like, it's where we put our energy, and so the brain's like, this one's worked before, let's offer her that again, right? What does she need to feel like she has control of what's going on or she knows what's going on? What does she need? I'll give her the thought if she's deficient and then see if she jumps onto that one. And so it's, like, not biting into the apple of, like, not seeing that you have to, like, latch onto that thought anymore. And that's what actually kind of breaks the brain from being like, oh, well, I gave her that thought and she didn't jump on it, so maybe I'll, I'll not give her that thought again. So, all right, raise your hand. Now that there's more people here, raise your hand if you want to come on for coaching because I can keep talking about me being coached. This is... So either raise the hand or type in the thing that you want to come on for coaching. And then I'll change your name and I'll pull you on. And I will take a sip of protein shake while we think about that. You don't have to come on for coaching. But if you wanna give me a topic to talk about, that'll help me if you have one. Otherwise, I can talk about worthiness, because that's a good one to talk about. Okay, here we go. Rename. All right, I renamed you. I renamed you to Apple. Apple, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving, and I'm going to make some apple pie tonight. Okay. I am in the car, so if you can't hear me really well, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're good. um, I guess this is more of like a topic, um, and I think it does come down to like self-love and and worthiness, but something that's kind of been bothering me as I get older And it's the whole like um, messaging and society expectations of that woman still look like they're 20, even when they're 50, you know? (laughs) And like, you just get so much messaging about all this stuff we're supposed to do to maintain our appearance. And um, I honestly, I don't think I care at all, except for that I get the messaging constantly. And so then I feel like worse about myself, even though I, really shouldn't yeah and it's just some, a topic that bothers me <laughs> a lot I, I hear you this is a great one to work on somebody literally posted like because I'm in the like urology female pelvic health world right 
It's yeah. only selling $150 something to have what a was younger that? vagina. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so sick of people telling us we're not supposed to age. Right. Like, it's literally like, you know, the emperor's not wearing any clothes of like, does anybody actually know that like all we do is age? <laughs> like, right. Is, yeah. Is this a secret? Yeah, exactly. And like, especially, I mean, and once again, this is me passing my own judgment on it, but especially when it comes to cosmetic stuff, like it, it doesn't really help us function better, you know? And um, it, it doesn't make us so to spend so much time and effort on it. No, so to spend so much time and effort on it, I mean, appearance can be fun, you know, like dressing up, doing makeup, like that can be artistic expression, stuff like that. I don't have a problem. And, you know, I, of course I have a certain amount of vanity, but I really don't care if I have wrinkles or sags or whatever, because it's normal. It's, but the amount of messages like, you get, I like, like think about it way more than I should. And it makes me feel, when I look in the mirror, yeah well it's like our society sorry what was that our society like it's almost like radical to age like you know like you're just yeah totally being yourself aging in a world and you're like the radical one right um exactly i mean i think i think you know where where you are where a lot of people get is like you're in the awareness stage of it i think most i don't want to assume many people live their life just buying the bullshit that you're they're fed right and this is just like right. one example of you're like hold on we're being fed this right and i'm actually like aware of the craziness of it and like just, right. just being in that awareness and appreciating like hey look at you notice that most people don't most people are like oh i'm 42 i guess it's prophylactic botox time like they're not even right. like questioning it, right? Right. And, and so yeah. be, being in the awareness of like, well, that's probably a, just to celebrate like you're at a level that most people are they're not, they're not seeing it, right? They're just like feeling shitty because they're supposed to buy all these products. Right. Um, and then the next, you know, I think after awareness, then the next is like all the different thing, avenues of like, I'm, I'm angry at that society does this. I'm, you know, I'm pissed that society does this. I'm sad that society does this. And like all the processing. And then you get to the acceptance of like, society just does this and that's not my jam. Yeah. I think I'm in the angry, uh, <laughs> bad stage. <laughs> Which is like, you know, it's good to know, right? Yeah. Of like, so, I, I'm, in mm -hmm. that, I'm in that stage and like, this is how I'm choosing to process it right now. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Especially, and I think, especially since you see it, right? Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Not, not only do I see what's going on in society, but I see that, oh, I'm now aware of my response is anger. Yeah. And I think the reason it still creates strong feelings in me at the phase that I'm in is because I still have trouble feeling comfortable enough with, with what I think is important and resisting all the messaging and, you know, pressure around me. Well, totally. Because I, I think under underlying that might be some like, I actually do care what people think, right? Right, yeah. We're supposed to fit in. Right. <laughs> it's, it's useful to fit in, 
right? Right. And and so we're like, well, if I don't want, if I don't do that, am I not fitting in? Am I going to be rejected? So I, I mean, I think it's all normal responses. We don't. It's we think it's like this foo foo, like oh, it's about our appearance, but it's like this is about like fitting in and like agreeing with what society is saying, and like th- these are actually pretty big topics. Yeah, you're right, which brings you one back to some of those survival instincts that we have, you know? If you fit in, you're more likely to survive. We could be like, oh, it's so petty of us to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is actually like you're calling out the tribal leaders and being like, "Eh, I don't want to subscribe to this. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that you're calling them out, but it's like, you know, in, just in you kind of processing like, whoa, I see what you're doing. And like, I don't actually think I'm cool with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I, it's I, mean, just... I think the other piece of it is, and tell me if this resonates or doesn't, is like fighting with reality, right? Of like, the reality is our society does pretty shitty things to people. True. And I, I would like them to not. I would like them to say, hey, we can all age and dress how we want. And, you know, it's like almost fighting with, as far as like part of that anger or just, you know, fighting with reality is like, we're not going to be able to change it, except when we change ourselves, which is what's so powerful about it. Yeah. So that's where you start walking the line between, like, if you do want to change something, in the meantime can you say that again I lost you at if you do want to change something sorry I lost you too you froze I probably went into a bad spot oh no problem you were saying if, if you do want to change something Yeah, can you hear me now? Yep, yep, you're good. Is it any better? Yeah, it's really okay. Good. Oh, yeah. So, so that's that's one thing I'm I'm working on too because I've often been a type of person who gets upset when I see like a societal um, thing that just doesn't make sense and like isn't fair, you know. And so. Um, instead of just walking around, just wishing that like society wouldn't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, Working and, on, I guess, I guess what you're implying is like coming at it from a different place. You know, it doesn't mean I, I don't care. And that if I feel like trying to make a change in the system, that's reasonable too, but not letting it beat you down in the, in the meantime. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've been paying attention a lot this week of like, where we, how we spend our energy and, you know, the, the thought of like, we only have so much energy is, is this, right. is this thing I'm upset at actually really worth my energy, right? Or maybe it is, maybe it's not, but even just the awareness of like, this is how society is and it's worth me trying to say something to change it or, you know, it's not, I'm going right. to go over here. Yeah, and so much of our our society is, um, you know, the marketing and the messaging and and there's ways to avoid it. It takes a lot of effort. (laughs) Well, it does. I mean, like, they've figured out how to get to you, right? Yeah. 
Uh huh. That's, yeah. That's like literally their job. I always think about it with like potato chips. Like it's literally the potato chip people's job to make you eat more potato chips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just um, uh, you know, the cosmetic industry and aging. It's yeah. It's food. It's alcohol. It's it's really everywhere in life. You're going to run into this sort of situation. You know. Yeah. Sure. It even happens to some of us. I'm sure in our jobs. You know, like oh, do this, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, you know, how many patients are, like, you're too young to be a surgeon, or you're too blonde. Like, like it's it comes at you no matter what. Right. You, you, look, too, yeah. you look too blah, blah, blah. Like, right. It's always coming in at us. It's just developing that space between, like, I see it, I see it for what it is. That's like one one level. And then I choose to respond or I choose not to respond is like the next level. Yeah. Of it. You wanna do a model on it? Sure. Okay. Um, what's our C? Did you have like a specific scenario coming in with that? Well, I mean, Botox is a good one, I guess. I mean, cause I'm 40 and my friends are, you know, between like 39 and 45, like my core group of friends. And so a lot of them are doing their prophylactic Botox and whatnot. And I just have no desire to do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's just one example. I mean, of course there's, there's peels and there lasers and, you know, whatever, cool sculpt, all kinds of crazy shit. But, um, I have like, separate us from our money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I literally have no desire to. Yeah, I know. Well, and like full, dis- full disclosure, like one of my partners in my practice is a cosmetic surgeon. And so, <laughs> but it just boggles my mind what people will pay for cash, what people will pay cash for to get done by her, but then they won't pay. Then I have other people who won't pay like their copay on their surgery for me. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. You know. Don't get me started yeah. on the cosmetic vulva, vulva rejuvenation. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Talk about preying on insecurities, ma'am. Nobody has any idea what a vulva even looks like. I know. It can't be actually published anywhere. And then you still go in and pay money to have yours changed. Right. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's really goofy to me. Um. Okay. So our C is our C Botox. Or as our C society tells us, we should spend money on our looks. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to leave judgment out of it. Could it just be that like a lot of women get Botox to prevent wrinkles? Okay. I guess. That seems pretty objective. I think, that's, I think that's a fact. Pretty neutral. In the court of law. Okay, a lot of women get Botox to prevent wrinkles. Fact. Okay. I'm, and I know some of my thoughts around it, I guess, are that it's unnecessary. Why are they spending all that money on it? Um, the one for me, though, is like, I don't want to do it, but then I look in the mirror and see my wrinkles and feel like there's something wrong with them. <laughs> Um, okay, so we think it's unnecessary. We think, 
I have wrinkles. So, because I think it's like what we're making the wrinkles mean. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like wrinkles in the sea. Put wrinkles in the sea. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I gotta have a thought about that. Should we put wrinkles in the Sorry, sea? I lost you for a second again. I didn't okay. hear it. We we're just trying to decide if we should put wrinkles in the sea or if we should keep our sea. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I guess it is more about the wrinkles because it's like, who cares what is whatever you do to get rid of them. And it all annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkles. Cool. Okay. What are our thoughts about wrinkles? They're annoying. Well, that, so I think the thought that bothers me is that wrinkles somehow make you less beautiful and less worthy. You know, mm -hmm. that they're important enough to worry about right. and that. That's a good thought. I mean, there's no good or bad. That's just a nice one we can do. A model right. But that kind of sums it up. This thought is they're important enough to do something. All right, how does that thought make you feel? Uh, annoyed. <laughs> my, yeah. One of my favorite emotions. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, me too. Type annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do we do when we're annoyed? Uh, I definitely like think about it more than I should. Spend my energy and thoughts on it, you know? Like, right. what's the point? Uh, occasionally, I probably give in and spend money on things that I don't really want. Right, like or, doing stuff so you're not annoyed. Right, like, yeah, buy some sort of face treatment or laser or whatever, you know, get treatments. Or. Do stuff so I'm not annoyed. Um, because, and this is such a nice example of right? like, the wrinkles don't actually make us do something, so we're not annoyed. It's our right. feeling of being annoyed that does it. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, of course society should tell you how to feel about your wrinkles. <laughs> how would we know how to feel about them if somebody didn't tell us how to, that, you know, they have a solution? Right. Um, can you believe that, like, humans existed for most of forever without even mirrors? I know, right? <laughs> Like you might catch some of your reflection in water or something. You know? Yeah, like if you were lucky enough to have a still pond on like a, a properly sunny day. Right. Like, oh my gosh, it's like it's just so interesting how new this all is, right? Right. Of course mm -hmm. we don't know what to do with wrinkles. This is like a brand new thing that's been created. Um, right. Okay, this is fun. So the wrinkles aren't causing us to perseverate. It's the, the thoughts about those wrinkles. Like, mm -hmm. the wrinkles aren't the, that's what's so interesting. The wrinkles aren't the problem. Right, it's the thoughts about the wrinkles. The thoughts about the wrinkles that are the problem. Um, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so we're, we, uh, we focus on the wrinkles, we do stuff so as to not be annoyed. Any other actions that we do? Um, yeah, I don't know if this is so much an action, but it, I think it makes, by focusing on the wrinkles, it just makes you feel worse about yourself too. It undermines your like self-confidence, self-worth. Like, yeah. Yeah. maybe that's more of a result. It might be more of a like, result, right? Is like, yeah, you're, you put, you put your self-worth on something you thought was important. Right. And then I think that, you know, that other part of us is like, uh, it's not important, right? But it's like self-worth on important things. Because it makes sense to tie self-worth to important things. We're just confused onto what the important things are. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, it's so fun to do a, it's so fun to do a model on something that's like, quote unquote, not life or death. Right. Because it's a nice, example yeah. of like, you can do this with anything. You can do this with like wrinkles. Right. Yeah. It really, it's just, I mean, the model is just an awareness tool, right? Like, that, that's all it is of, like, if you're like, why am I just so, like, eh, about Botox, right? Right. Oh, because, like, yeah, this actually breaks down into, like, really interesting, curious, challenging, deep topics of, like, do I agree with society? Do, mm -hmm. I, do I agree with what they say women should, how they should behave? And, do I agree with how they think what women should spend their money on? Right. right. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's a big, we're like, oh, this is so petty and wrinkles and Botox. It's like, no, 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 this is like interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, I think you're there. You're, you've got the awareness. You understand your, you're seeing like you're feeling to it. Right. Right. And, and so yeah. like, the next step, one might argue, the next step is like, oh, th that's kind of how we go into like the intentional model of like, oh, how do I actually want to show up and, and behave about this? Right. And there's yeah, and I think I think actually doing like identifying that intentional model, intentional model, like you said, it brings awareness. Just it gives me a thought to replace the other thought, like like a thought like. Well, this is society mentioning, you know, society messaging, and my wrinkles aren't actually um, causing all these problems, you know? Right. right. So your wrinkles are like, I'm part of you. Hey. Right. Um, yeah. And I get to choose what I think about my wrinkles. <laughs> totally. And like some people, and some people will choose X about them, and some people will choose Y about them, and that's what's right for them. It's just understanding, right. understanding the why, right? Right. But it, yeah, it's the awareness. I mean, how many people get Botox and don't even like think about this stuff, right? Probably, yeah. Probably most people. But, like, right. Understand it just so you can be more intentional of like, I want to put my money here. I want to put my time here. I want to put my energy here. Or like yeah yeah that's something I've really been working on too because it's I actually found it find it very hard still and found it even harder before I started this journey is like like getting quiet and really trying to find out my truths you know which might not be the same as someone else but I know my truth is that I don't give a shit about my wrinkles 
you know, <laughs> and like, nice. well, there's, and, yeah, there's your intentional thought. You're like, right. it feels, feels so true to me and feels like so grounded and yeah. And truth is like, that's your, that's your thought then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you get to take it of like, Hey, that's my truth. It might not be my partner's truth. Right. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Unless I want to actually take the time and energy to like tell everybody my truth and see if I can write, but it's like, eh, they've got their own truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily my husband doesn't care either. So that makes it easier. It, yeah. Even if he did, it would be okay. But yeah, it makes it easier. Totally. Well, and then it brings up like, how come they don't have all these ways to spend money to improve themselves? Cause they feel bad. Like, right. Like then it comes back right. or like gendered, like, they're not advertising a lot of Botox for men that I see anyways. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's like a fringe thing for them, you know, <laughs> not a mainstream. Give it, it definitely it, happens. Yeah, yeah. Give it give it 10 years. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. Why can't women go more the way men are instead of men going the way women are? Because I really feel like men are coming our way, you know, as far as because there, we have such powerful marketing and like industrial forces in our society you know I mean, it's industries industries yeah industries and industries like the fashion industry is like billions and billions of dollars right well which only answers are like why is it this way is like oh gosh you know how many jobs this is this is tons of jobs <laughs> yeah like, not that it's good or bad but like it's a big thing right um well that's beautiful that's a good one and i think like your intentional model of like I don't want to do anything about my wrinkles sounds very true. Yeah. And then once you like can see, oh, well, this is one way to think about it. This is another way to think about it. It just helps be clear. Yeah, it does. And to stick to it and remind myself of that when I start to feel the pressure, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, another thought error we all get into is like the black and white thinking of like everybody's doing Botox. And it's like, right. Actually, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. And like, you know, are there any are there any role models who are fifty eight who are natural beauties? Yes, there are. Right. You know. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Give me a second to get some awareness on my black and white thinking. Right. Totally. Yeah. So. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm cool. gonna let anybody else put up their hands, and we'll put you back. And thanks for having an awesome chat today. Sounds good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, who is next? Now that we've solved all the world's problems, because that was amazing and super fun. Super fun to play with that one. Um, anybody want to raise their hand? And I will rename you another type of pie in honor of Thanksgiving. trying to be mindful of not just pulling people on, putting anybody on the spot. But that might not work if you're in cars. While I'm waiting for you, my other topic is an apple. Feel free to raise your hand if you want to come on or join this uh, 
too if if nobody else wants to come back on. But I got coached. I got coached on being a mom, and I'll share that with you guys uh, until anybody else wants to come on. Um, so I got coached on being a mom, and one of my recurring thoughts is I need to be around all the time. So I'll do I'll do my model on this. Circumstance, uh, uh, mom. I'm a mom. My thought is, so my thought is I need to spend as much time as possible with my kids. Spend as much time as possible with them. Oh, I think this creates a feeling of, of anxiety for me. I think that's what it was. Actions. Um, so my actions of this is I'm always thinking about what I'm doing with my time. So like time per separation. Um, I'm judging because I'm trying to figure out like, was this enough time? Will I have enough time next week? So I'm like judging my time. And I think another piece of this, you know, whenever, whenever we're kind of like stuck on a thought that isn't serving us, remember thoughts aren't good or bad, but they can serve us and they can not serve us. Um, is I'm actually like taking, I'm taking time to like deal with this in my life instead of like enjoying being with the kids or doing what I'm doing when I'm not with the kids, right? So like, uh, maybe judging my, yeah, d judging my time might be it. And then the results, um, you know, I think the results of all of this for me and what my coach helped me figure out is that um, I equate time with kids with love. So like for me, my result of like, I have to spend as much time with them is that time equals love. Like a one to one ratio. One dollar, one unit of time, one unit of love. And this was super enlightening for me to see because people who spend a whole bunch of time with their kids, they might not be present while they're doing it. They might not even be all that loving. I, there are certainly circumstances where time does not equal love, but by me putting the pressure on myself of needing to spend as much time with my kids, I was kind of equating that, right? Like, is that what, is that what a good mom does? Is, is just, just give them time and that just means you're a good mom and, and that's how you love people. Um, and just doing a model on this also helped me see, like, I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure this thought out, right? This thought comes to me and I have to, like, figure it out, right? Like, instead of realizing, like, can I just realize this thought isn't serving me, is causing me to spend a bunch of time and energy on, like, trying to solve this thought. And I think for people who missed the beginning of, the, of this talk is thinking of a thought like an apple and the apple just landing in my hand and I usually bite the apple, right? So like, ah, I should spend all this time with my kids, bite the apple, try to figure it out, right? And your brain's like, oh, that was a good place to put energy. She bit it, let's give it to her again. Um, 
And I, you know, I was coached in the past on this. This is kind of like one of my stuck thoughts. And a past coach had said, like, it was society to put this here and not me, right? Because truthfully, I don't always believe this. And this coach was like, it doesn't really matter where your thought came from. You're just biting that thought. You're, like, taking the apple and biting it, and that's why it keeps coming back. Um, and then, like, resisting it. So work on seeing the apple, seeing the thought, and then not going down the pathway. Again, it comes down to like that awareness, right? It's like just being aware of something kind of takes the punch out of it. Of like, oh, I think I need to spend as much time as I possibly can with my kids. Well, that kind of goes against like me living my best life and showing my kids what's possible for a woman to do. Like I have to do those things in order to show that to them. And that involves me not always being with them. So Certainly I have competing thoughts that disagree with this. I'm just spending so much time eating this apple that I realized it wasn't serving me. So, and this is one of them that like, oh, probably like every four to six months I get coached on my thought of good enough mom in whatever like variation flavor of thought that is in that quarter. Um, and then I, I do my total like resistance thing of like, I shouldn't like, Dude, I, I'm such a good mom, right? Like, I live with my kids. I have, I have food. They have a safe place to sleep. They have clothing. They're they're in school. Like, all of the, like, you know, the, pe the people who worry about being moms are usually tend to be pretty good moms. Um, but I spend all this time, like, trying to figure it out and getting coached on it, like, repeatedly. And then I'm trying to, like, resist the thought, right? I'm trying to resist... I shouldn't have this thought. I, of course I should know I'm a good mom. Like, And so I resist it, which I think only kind of makes it kind of come back more instead of being like, oh, hello, thought. And when I can kind of like open into seeing that thought for what it is and not like latching onto it or resisting it, I can kind of then just let it pass. And it doesn't create that inner anxiety and that inner resistance and kind of all that extra baggage that come with like, Thought comes in, I hold the apple, thought can leave, I don't bite the apple. Um, so I hope that was useful to you guys. On thing. Do you guys like knowing what I get coached on? <laughs> Is it helpful? Um, I love hearing about what people get coached on because I think I always have something to learn, learn from it. So what else, you guys? I want to give you an opportunity to raise your hand and come on if you want to. Otherwise, we can talk about self-love. Self-love, self-acceptance, amazing things like that. So, self-love. Self-love, not something we get taught as human beings, not something we get taught as doctors. Doctors are actually taught how to self-sacrifice. Um, which is kind of the opposite of self-love. So self-love is the belief that we are all worthy as human beings, no matter what, unconditionally, without asterisks. Oh, you'll be lovable when you're perfect. You'll be lovable when you don't fail. You'll be lovable when you're pretty enough. You'll be lovable. Again, all those things like society tells you, like fix all these things so you become lovable. Instead of looking underneath all the covers of it and to be like, you being human is reason enough to be lovable. That's literally, it's like the 
awesome bargain basement deal of like, guess what you get because you're human? You get to be completely lovable. And it's a very challenging subject if, if you're hearing it for the first time because of all of society is like, again, the society makes money off of us believing that we're not good enough. And us so there's like a lot of money to be made off of some very unhelpful beliefs that people hold. Um, and again, like we did in the beginning of this talk, like digging through that to be like, this is actually, you know, Botox for however superficial some people think wrinkles and Botox is, comes down to self-love, self-acceptance. Am I completely lovable as I am because I'm here on earth in this moment? Or do I need to do something? And you, the answer is you never need to do anything. It comes down to as you are right now, completely worthy, completely lovable. And just the work, in the, because we spend how many decades not knowing this, the work we do and like even feeling like we have to resist this, right? Or like, yeah, but my third grade teacher told me I was a smart ass. True story. Right? So like arguing against all of the, the people or things in our lives that have told us we're not, they, they do reject us, right? Instead of like, this is about you and your relationship with you. And the thought of like, you are the person you're going to spend your entire life with more than anybody else is you. And really working on that relationship and, and realizing that's an important relationship because when things are awesome, you're going to be with you. When things are shitty, you're going to be with you. When things are sad, you're going to be with you. And realizing like that is a relationship to cultivate, to be curious about, to appreciate. And like, you know, I, I, Brooke Castillo talks about this theory of like adults can never be abandoned because you are you and you can never abandon yourself. Kids can be abandoned because they require survival. You know, adults have to take care of kids. But when saying like somebody abandoned you of like you're worthy of love, that was their choice. But you put the label of abandonment on and truly are you abandoning you? Right. And kind of, again, coming down to like that utmost relationship, which again, we never get taught. Right. Nobody taught us to have a relationship with ourselves. We just kind of like slapped on all of this, like things of like, well, I guess I'm supposed to have like nice clothes and, you know, I go to the best school and all these things we're supposed to do when it comes down to like the only person that is, was here in the beginning and is going to be here until the very end is me and working on that and then realizing the self-love can can literally just happen right now with the decision and the obstacle is the way right so like when you think about self-love and stuff comes comes bubbling up right and you can do this with like your thought downloads and stuff like that is like when things start bubbling up like that's the work be like well this one time when i was a resident and i didn't blah 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 it's like and you're still lovable and like those are all just like pieces of your past that you've now carried with you and brought stories with you with but you're still still lovable so it's like bring up all the resistance to it and processing all of that is where the work is to be like yeah it doesn't matter still lovable still lovable this came up for me this week um because somebody somebody was hating on somebody for not not think not liking something i'll just keep it super generic and my thought was what if we worked on loving people that thought differently from us 
what if we worked on loving people? Like, it's easy, and you could practice, like, it's super easy to love easy, pe easy people to love. And then you work on, like, the harder people to love, and then the harder people to love, until, like, the true, like, gurus are, like, you can see a humanness in everybody. You can see an energy and a life force in any... You might not agree with them. You can... And it doesn't mean they can, you know, run you over and take your stuff. You might not agree with them. But, like, that, those levels of love, of loving the easy people, loving the challenging people, loving the complete opposite thinking of you people, again, can come down to, and what about loving myself? And... Am I doing the work of loving myself? Even just acknowledging, like when you're beating the shit out of yourself, which we all do pretty frequently, of like, hold on, where where am I in the role of loving myself in this? And should I maybe stop beating myself up? Because I got to hang out with myself until the very end. Um, and is it, you know, is beating yourself up serving you? Because I think, especially in surgery training, we get very good at beating ourselves up and we don't have any of this self-love on the other side of like I can try to be better I can always try to be better and I'm worthy of love and care and compassion towards myself no matter what no matter what happens in my job with talking to other people we, we're human nobody's perfect and it, it really comes down to that so that is all I have for you guys today I hope that was very, very helpful. Um, <laughs> thanks for saying you're multitasking. Not sure I have anything to talk about, but happy to if you want someone to talk to. No, it's okay. I uh, I always love talking to people. But um, if nobody actually wants any more coaching, we might just let you go. 13 minutes early. You guys have a freaking fantastic Thanksgiving. Enjoy all of your favorite foods. Mine are, my favorite foods include the pie, and the stuffing. <laughs> so I love you guys. I will see you on the flip side of Thanksgiving. And thank you for being here. Um, yeah, let's do more mom stuff in the future. I agree. Totally. All right, my loves. I'll post this. Love you.